0: What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And if you're a Bible teacher, then the Master of Divinity is for you. You'll not only learn how to interpret Scripture, but also train for real-life ministry. And if you're called to the pastorate, And MDiv ensures you are fully prepared. Southwestern Seminary even offers a wide variety of concentrations tailored to fit your calling from biblical counseling to collegiate ministry. Learn more about the Master of Divinity at Swibbets at swibbets.edu forward slash MDiv. Again, that is swbts.edu forward slash MDiv. Kyle. It is now December, technically. It It is. is November 1st. This this is going live on December 1st. Praise God for whom all blessings. Amen. How, so, how tired are you yet of whams last Christmas or whatever? Have you been whammed yet? No. So, yes. um, I got whammed in
1: walmart one night i was walking through and uh, it was playing over the loudspeaker and so somebody has a thing where it's like you have five seconds to get out of the room yep. uh, the problem is like if you're at the back of walmart like there's no way you know um so but i think as far as i know i think that's the only time i've heard it this year was just the one time in walmart
0: so how about our, you have you been whammed oh yeah yeah uh, our rise and brew uh, coffee place in farmersville uh, owners are our next door neighbors who do not give us discounts no matter how much we spend <laughs> there but anyway uh they they have decorated that place to the hills hilts hilt love it hills decorates hilt. to the whatever hilt the hilt, hilt of the sword i don't even know what a hilt is but they've decorated to it and uh one of the things i uh i i did there is they have a manger scene very nice one that has the the wise men and i said sir may i make a suggestion did you put the wise men on the opposite side of the restaurant. But he didn't do it. Did, and, did they have a dragon uh,
1: at, the, at the nativity? Was what's there that? a dragon? Did they have no, a dragon at the nativity? No
0: dragon. No dragon. Oh, okay. No dragon. No. Okay. Uh, but I will say this. They have Christmas, probably Pandora, Spotify, whatever playing. So it's random. Yeah. And my new favorite thing is when we're sitting there, particularly because it's kind of the local hangout for kids and all of that kind of stuff and area people. I I will belt it out, whatever it is. <laughs> it's last Christmas. I will belt it out to the top of my lungs. If it's Mary, did you know? Oh, I'm going all in. If it's baby, it's cold outside, I'm going outside. But I do have a <laughs> lawn there somewhere. But, uh, but anyway, we love it. And uh, so happy Christmas to you. Few more weeks, it'll be over, and we can go back to. Our hey,
1: I, I, I do have a question. I don't know if we've ever debated this on the uh, podcast or not, but really quickly before we get into our topic, for for our listeners, they need to know where we stand on this. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie?
0: I've never seen it. I don't know
1: what. Oh, gosh! All right. Well, I am firmly in the camp of yes, Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie.
0: Okay. But Merry Christmas to you. Die Hard's a Christmas <laughs> movie. I don't care. And I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch that kind of filth. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, some how to get ahead on sermon planning for the new year. So, a lot of guys, uh, I know Colin, I usually did this sometimes a little earlier. Uh, maybe before Thanksgiving, I usually use Thanksgiving break for this and uh, Kyle's gone. So here's my chance to say that the Rangers are terrible. Anyway, Kyle's back. So I can't talk about that anymore. And, uh, but anyhow, how would you usually do this kind of during the Thanksgiving break? But you know, a lot of people during the Christmas holidays, you have some downtime, maybe in between the 10,000 yeah. Sunday school parties you have to attend. And maybe you want to get ahead for your sermon planning. For 2024. And we've talked about sermon prep before and some things to remember when you do. But this is a recent article by our friend, Mark Dance. Dance, I don't know if he dances a lot, but he's got probably <laughs> the best head of hair in the SBC. Maybe oh, after true. Heath at uh Oklahoma Baptist, whatever mm. his last name is, uh the president there. Anyway, uh, he's got this beautiful salt and pepper hair. And, uh, anyway, Mark has this article on Lifeway Research, which we're going to link into the show notes when we would encourage you to dig into all the way and kind of use these as just some pointers, some pro tips, whatever (laughs) you want to call it for a guy that's had like 300 years of experience as a senior pastor, Mark, and number one is get away. Get away from the office, because according to a 2012 Lifeway Research study, close to seven and 10 Southern Baptist pastors spend at least eight hours a week on sermon preparation, and 21% saying they spend more than 15 hours, and there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to do that in the pastor study. Okay, so <laughs> number right. one, get away from the office. Mark says, in order for me to hear directly from God, I sometimes need to tune out the voices of other people. I think this was a passive-aggressive jab at me. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> he is writing this article in his home office for that same reason. And he just got a text as he was writing it, which reminded him to turn off the ringer until he yeah. finished the post. So Pro- probably um, got a text from
1: you, which and, and that reminds me to turn off my ringer, too.
0: Yeah, probably. I put mine and- on Do <laughs> Not disturb. Uh yeah. But yeah, get away from the office occasionally. And so let's let's talk about that first one for a minute. Kyle, what are some other places? He mentioned the home office. What are some other options for you for getting away from the office, and maybe why that would be a good idea?
1: Yeah, if you if you have a home office, that can be a great place. Um, you know, if um, if your family's gone during the day, if you if you you have a place there where you can get some peace and quiet. Um, you, you know, if you if you homeschool, there may not be a lot of peace and quiet. And and quite frankly, you may not have a a home office. I know in several of our houses through the years, I mean, I was lucky if I had like a, a a home corner with a desk. Um, so another option is, you know, you can go to a a coffee shop and, and for me, I actually feel like I focus better at a coffee shop, uh, than, than I do sometimes even in my home office by myself. Um, just something about being out around people, even if my earbuds are in um, on like noise canceling mode where I can't hear anything. There's just something about being out in um, and surrounded by other people. For me, that helps me to, to focus. Um, And um, another option, if, if, if you have this available to you, you know, I know Mayhill had the uh, missionary house. Um, that, that you made available free to pastors, or, or obviously it was designed originally for missionaries on furlough, but you made it available to pastors. Um, if you have a camp or a church that has something like that, that can be a wonderful um, resource and, and time to get away, maybe for a night, maybe for two nights, to to plan out a preaching calendar. Um, and we'll talk a little bit in in just a second about how how he would suggest to plan out, but man, if you can plan, if you can take some focus time to plan out, um, a substantial part of your preaching calendar, um, that is going to save you hours later on down the line.
0: Yeah. A couple other options is don't, don't overlook the, uh, the local library.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, you can get away, tuck away in a corner there, maybe even use the computer there. There's a number of options. Uh, another one is you're obviously not going to take all of your commentaries there, but if you have computer with some Bible software or you just want a journal, you're just going to kind of sketch out some ideas. Uh, it might not be a bad idea to take a calendar journal and a Bible and head to, you know, the area trail or, you know, hike a little, get out into nature, yeah. get some fresh air, all of that kind of stuff. I did that occasionally in May Hill, just got away with the Bible and a calendar. And, uh, you know, there were very few days that I could do that without being dressed like the Michelin man. Uh, but <laughs> It
1: was So great. I would take, I, I would be the guy at the coffee shop with all my commentaries. Like the, the coffee shop I typically went to wasn't super busy during the day and they had these big round tables. And I mean, so I would, I would take, I would take a bag. Um, I, in fact, when I was working on my demon a lot of times and had a paper due, um, I would go there and I would just have like stacks of books on the table and would be there for three or four hours. Um, yeah. It was awesome.
0: Love it. Well, and let's, let's give like a not, your best place option for each of these, your, your, your worst thing to do. And that would probably be um, doing it at a baseball game or a sporting event.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's not going to work. Think of like
0: the worst possible place where, where would be your worst place to do sermon prep, man, my worst place to do sermon prep during the special music on Sunday. No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You, You know, I, it seems like i tried man that's a really good question i don't know cuz i've i've done stuff pretty much everywhere i mean from back porch to inside home office to coffee shops to i mean obviously church church study church office um yeah i i, I did go I think I did one time go to a coffee shop and they were like having a concert and I didn't know about it, like a music night. <laughs> and so like the place was packed and like there was a live band playing and uh, that, that didn't work so well. That, that was probably the worst experience that I had. Um, but, but really, I mean, I've done sermon prep. I mean, never like at a kid's sporting event or something like that, but, but in just about every environment you can imagine. All
0: right. How about you. Cool. Number well, I told you mine. Uh oh, well, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one that was not great was um I was I was kind of running out of some time and I did it while I was driving. Now I did not have my computer <laughs> out and all of that kind of stuff. I just put on I just started talking and recorded that. Uh but instead of recording the audio, I just did like voice to text. And um what I got back with <laughs> what's a jumbled mess. And I was like, what the heck is this? And so it helped me not at all because it was all my numbers were wrong, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, just get in a place where you can focus. Some, po- some people focus with noise. Some people need absolute quiet, you know, know what worked for you yeah. and try to mix it up. Number, number next, plan your series six months out. Uh, Hey, like wh- when you go and you do that, uh, and and this goes into the uh the next one i think is if you are a text driven preacher expositional preacher you go through books of the bible half of the work is already done because yep. you have your book ergo you have all of your text you just need to remember what order in which they come and how to put them break them up and all of that kind of stuff and so you know maybe if you've recently done uh, you know, one of the Gospels, you want to move to one of Paul's letters, or you want to go to the Old Testament, what, whatever that may be. However, you're kind of going through those books with your people, throw that on a calendar or or open it up. And and it could be as simple as Bible Gateway and start looking at your yeah. text breakdowns and pericopes and, and all of that kind of stuff, and just start breaking them into sermons. So you've got 11 here for you know whatever uh you know or four or five for jonah whatever so you now know well i, I need four or five sundays to cover these where are these going to fall on the calendar will it be around a holiday um yeah. will it be around a vacation you know stuff like that so plan it six months out. So you're not last minute trying to figure out what you're going to preach the next couple of weeks. So yeah. uh, Kyle, what, what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, that's good. And, and Mark makes a really good point of, you know, don't let titles and text divisions bog you down. Um, I would always, so I would do this in December and, and I would typically do it for the entire year. Um, but I would, I, I would know what books of the Bible I was going to go through. By the way, if you were, if you're looking for a rubric um, to kind of help you think through. So I preached a gospel last, where do I go next? Uh, Mark Dever's book preach, uh, is fantastic in that it has a, um, he, he has a kind of the system that he's used, which I found really helpful, uh, kind of a rubric to work through the different genres of scripture. Uh, but I mean, as you're doing that, you know, you can use, I mean, most Bibles have like major headings in, in the, the passages. Um, even looking at like an outline, like um, I know Butler has some outlines that are probably included in all the um, all the Bible software, but just if you can line out kind of the the basic flow of the text that you're going to preach each week throughout a series, again, that that's going to save you hours later on. Um, and, and then Mark mentions that he would go ahead and he would add uh, holiday messages and vacation days. So here's the thing, even if you don't have your specific vacation Sundays down, you know every year you're going to take 2 3 vacation Sundays and then add in you know any time that you're out for a conference so you know if you go to the SBC annual meeting if you go to the Sing conference if you go you know one of those you put that in the calendar as well and then um and we'll talk about this in a minute as well but but carve out a couple of days just to share your pulpit with somebody we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second but okay. put all mm-hmm. that in so that you're not um, so that you're making room for those Sundays that you're going to be out. But it, again, if you get this game plan, man, you, you are so far ahead of the game when it actually comes time to, you know, on a Monday, when you're looking at preparing the next week's message, if you already have your text, you're, you're halfway there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so before we do number three, which really ties closely with this, um, I, I would say what not to do is <laughs> the week of. Uh (laughs) the hey, I preached Revelation last week, so let's do Song of Solomon this week and yeah do do Leviticus. What you know, what one of the things, and this goes into the text-driven thing, that if if you're going by topics and all of that kind of stuff or sermon series, that kind of deal, have a plan at least where the church knows that you're going, so you're not the guy that he's just preaching at, at me, you know, picking on me, that kind of deal. So uh, plan ahead, brother, yep. and, and be, hold it with an open hand, uh, but plan ahead yes, yeah. and, uh, be, be willing to, I know we had, I had a lot of plans, uh, before COVID-19 yeah. and that shifted, uh, not so much the text, but certainly some of the focuses that we were having yeah. uh, shifted a little bit, uh, as but, we went. So but, but I would three, also say this,
1: ahead. I would also say this real quick. when you plan ahead, you'll be amazed at the way that circumstances hit at the same time that you have a text already planned that's addressing that. It's, it's amazing. I've seen that happen dozens of times through the years, even, even during COVID, um, at the, at the start of COVID, I was walking through Mark's gospel and, and, um, this, the last Sunday that we met together, Jesus, um, healed a man with a disease and cast out demons. And so it was like like a perfect um, segue into, hey, we may be facing this thing right now. Um, but, But just, man, trust the sovereignty of God. Trust that God's word will speak in any and every circumstance, even if you've planned that one passage on that Sunday eight months
0: out. It's almost as if the Bible is living and active. Yeah, I know. Uh, number number 3, speaking of the Bible, organize the series that you're preaching around scripture yeah. and uh I, you and I would say through scripture of course um it makes the point that text-driven preaching is not a fad, it's not a style. The term text-driven may be fairly new, but expository preaching is rooted in scripture and uh you know, make your sermon planning through that. And so just a simple pro tip along these kind of point two and point three, uh, where, you know, really to give you a head start is yep. if you know you're doing, I don't know, you just mentioned Mark, just open it up and go in and do Mark one through this. And where, you know, the 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 Bible publisher is giving you some titles, all of that kind of stuff. They're not perfect. All of that kind of stuff. They're not necessarily perfect. the pericope. Know that. that. I'm getting to that in a second. But just throw all of those in there so you have a genuine general idea of the number of sermons it would take to preach it, kind of as the publisher may <laughs> kind of want you to or whatever. And then start digging into you know, the verses preceding and, and all of that kind of stuff and, and fine-tune it. Leave some room in there. Uh I always left every few chapters uh just an open Sunday. Yeah. And what would inevitably happen is one. I might get sick. Uh, or we might have a missionary pop in and I decide, you know, we we should let them them speak or or something along those lines. Or what happened a lot is where I thought I could cover maybe these six verses in a sermon and ended up only covering two. So I needed that extra wiggle room to cover the next one, the next week, that kind of thing. So organize your series around uh scripture. Uh Kyle, what would you say how not to do this? Um, I, I would say one, one thing,
1: yeah, yeah, preach the movies, but, but also don't make it so rigid, right? So that like, like, you know, don't, don't make your preaching outline infallible, yeah. right? So, I mean, you know, if you said, man, I got to get through seven verses, you know, if that means I'm preaching 55 minutes or, um, you know, it's so rigid that, that you're unwilling to you know, adjust your calendar at all. Just, just don't, don't do that. Be, be flexible. And that's, that's why, you know, you you said this as well, work in a couple of kind of cushion Sundays throughout the year where, where, I mean, it's just kind of, you leave it open for an emergency for a guest speaker, something along those lines um, without completely wrecking, you know, oh man, that means I'm not going to finish, you know, my, my 72 week series. I'm not going to finish it in time for advent in 2025. Like don't, don't, don't stress yourself out like that. This is meant to be a help. This is meant to, to remove stress,
0: not add to it. I'm sharing this one for me because I was not great at that is when, when we got close to advent or whatever, I found myself sometimes wanting to squeeze a little more in because heaven forbid, we don't finish that book before you know, and have to do like, two sermons in the start of the year, Um, you know, it's not going to kill you. You, you will still have a way to pastorally remind your folks, maybe what you had covered. Uh, Yeah. At that point, it's been a month. You might have your vision Sunday, you know, whatever that, that kind of, and I hated that uh, (laughs) because I'm a guy that I I like to, I like things to be nice and neat. And so I'm saying this to me, it's okay. To finish a book on like January fourth or yes, whatever yes, and and I would say this. I I'm, I mean I was always
1: you, you know my love of Christmas, and so I was always doing like an Advent series that was not my normal. Year round. You know, go, going through, <laughs> going through a, a book of the Bible or something like that. Um, and, and I would say this in, in your preaching rhythms work those seasons in. Don't be afraid to work those seasons in because when somebody shows up to your church on Easter Sunday, they expect to hear a message about the resurrection. When they show up around Christmas time, they expect to hear something around Christmas. That's, that's why they're there. Um, Now you, man, so, so I don't want to say just give the people what they want, but, (laughs) but these are, these are kind of natural rhythms in, in people's lives, natural rhythms in our culture that that you can maximize if you take that to you know preach three or four series on three or, three or four sermons on Advent. Preach obviously the resurrection direction on Easter Sunday. Maybe there's a couple other times in in the life of your community or life of your church that that are kind of those special Sundays. Um, don't don't be afraid to to pause a series to address those you know kind of those important seasons or those important Sundays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he, he reminds us that sermon planning that is driven by the text will thwart the temptation to be more creative than yeah. you are or should be. And so So you don't have to build a basketball
1: court on your uh in, in your sanctuary. You or... don't. Who did that, Kyle? Um I'm there 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 is a church who did that.
0: Uh number four, share your pulpit. Uh share your pulpit. We talked about this before, you know, if we had missionaries coming through, I certainly used opportunities for them to maybe give an update, stuff like that. But Hey, you don't, uh, well, I, I want to know, I, I have to remember that there's, this is difficult for some, not in terms of want to, that kind of stuff. It might be difficult for them too, but sometimes it's hard. You're too far, you know, where we were, it was sometimes hard to get the BC and M guys there, you know, because they were so far or might already be booked, all of that kind of stuff. So it was always hard around, certainly holidays that are kind of high demand for stuff. Uh, but I would say two things. Number one, reach out to your DOM at the beginning of the year and say, hey, can you pencil me down for the Sunday after Thanksgiving? Or let me pencil you down for the Sunday after Thanksgiving or the Sunday after Christmas or a day that you know you might be doing a you know, yeah. vacation, that kind of thing. Go ahead and lock him in and let him know, hey, if you end up needing to take another church, by all means, just You know, I I need you to fill it that day and have somebody because usually I know with us, we've got about 11 guys on our kind of preacher roster, uh, our bench, so to speak. And we start working through that list with people either we haven't used in a while or whatever, because sometimes I might be invited to preach and I say, hey, would you mind if I give the opportunity to somebody that hasn't preached very often? And uh, we do that. The other thing that you should be doing anyway is discipling somebody. Maybe there's yeah. a, a deacon that you have or a young person in the church, maybe even a youth uh, that is sensing that call to ministry and, and is able to preach and teach. Work with them. And you know the weeks before, work with them and give them that opportunity. Share that pulpit. There are many times at Mayhill, many times, a few times at Mayhill uh, yeah. that Mitch Hibbard, uh, one of our deacons and a dear friend of mine that he preached, and he never really liked it. <laughs> he was always really nervous, uh, but he always did a great, great job. And uh, it was always an opportunity for him to also affirm me and how much work that went into just him pulling that off for 15, 20 minutes. He knew how hard it was week in and week out for me to do you know, Wednesday, Sunday night, Sunday, and uh, and how grateful he was for that. So share your pulpit. Kyle, yep. what do you think there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um don't don't be afraid to to share it. And as you mentioned with um, you know, with missionaries, with people that you're raising up to preach. And and here's the thing. Even if you and your family are are still there on a Sunday morning, that this kind of gives you it's it's not a Sunday off, but it's a light Sunday, right? So you can take that time to catch up on um sermon prep for uh coming weeks. Catch up maybe on some administrative stuff and, and still be present and, and um, you know, take care of pastoral ministry with your family. But you don't have to worry about that looming deadline that week to preach. So, yes, maybe, you know, three, four times a year, work this in where you can share your pulpit with
0: somebody. What not to do. Uh, don't share your pulpit with a heretic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. When, when you can. I, so we got to be ready in season out, out of season and stuff happens. But yeah. if it's your fail to prepare, fail to plan, don't ask somebody Saturday night. Uh, if you right. got, Hey, Oh yeah, I need to, I, I could really use, you know, if you're sick, that's completely different, but yeah, uh, plan ahead, give people some opportunity to prepare all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and and maybe you mentioned this, but if, if you have somebody
1: in your church that, that, you know, can preach you just kind of have them like always on call. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a, and i there was a guy. And the one time that I woke up sick on a Sunday morning, I called him about 6 AM uh, because I knew he would be ready. He had told me, I've got, I have sermons ready, you know, whenever you need it. Um, and so if you have someone in your church to like that, um, don't be afraid to, to make that call. If you wake up sick on a Sunday morning, if you have a family emergency, um, yeah. th- you know, but but again that, that's something you want to make sure that you clarify ahead of time so that you're not springing it on them on Saturday night but you just say hey you're you're my on-call guy right if if something happens you you're the one that I'm that I'm reaching out to first
0: yeah, yeah. and don't like leave them in the dark uh right. let them know like hey uh preach whatever you want uh whatever wherever you're led that kind of stuff but this is what we've been doing you know, the last few weeks, this is where we've been going. And this is where we're going from him here, because your uh, your D.O.M. may have a number of sermons that he could preach or may want to prepare one just for that Sunday. Yeah. Uh, certainly, if you want him to be in your sermon text, give him some lead time. Uh, let him know what Bible translation you use, how long you usually go, what the yeah. dress code normally is. Don't don't leave whoever's going to fill the pulpit just completely in the dark. And they show up in like a full suit in a you know New American Standard Bible, and your church is filled with yeah. people in T-shirts and jeans and holding their message, whatever it might be. Yeah. Like you know, prepare them, give them a heads up. And then number five, preach imperfect sermons. Amen. And what what Mark is not saying is don't do the work. Uh, he's right. he's not saying be lazy. Uh, he he is reminding you. That in you know three decades of ministry for for him, uh, is this this false notion that every Sunday is going to be a home run. And every Sunday you have to preach the greatest sermon you ever preached. And that is not the case. Uh we, you and I have had some great meals over the years. Uh, but we survive today because we have eaten for the most part, every single day, something, (laughs) and sometimes more healthy or better than others. Uh, we did not die because we had to have a ham and cheese sandwich a couple of times. And, uh, so some of his sermons and his series have been better than others, but they've always been his, they were his messages. They were him. And, uh, and so, yes, he appreciated and often coveted the preaching, the writing gifts of others. But he also appreciates the unique, salty voice God gave him. And so you are you. And so preach your sermons and be okay that they are imperfect as they are. Yeah. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to be perfect. Be faithful. That's what we are after. Uh, because he says, pastoral perfectionism is idolatry dressed up in fancy clothes. It's the flowing robes of the Pharisees. And That's uh, so Kyle, any thoughts here?
1: no I, other than i mean you just got to get comfortable preaching um preaching sermons that are good not perfect yeah um and and trusting that i mean look the thing that's going to change somebody's life is not your sermon believe it or not it is god's word and the power of the holy spirit and now god can use your sermons in that um but you know Maybe one of the most important sermons that's ever been preached um, that, that has had ramifications for centuries was the one that, that Charles Spurgeon was saved at. And, and even he would say that was not a very good sermon, <laughs> but God used it. Um, and, uh, um, and, and so, look, just trust that the Holy Spirit's working. Trust that, that when God's word goes out, it will not return void.
0: Yeah, what not to do here, of course, is don't preach somebody else's sermons. Uh, yep, don't do that. You know, don't don't do the shortcut stuff. Uh, we should talk about AI. Don't <laughs> don't just preach an AI <laughs> sermon or whatever because you didn't have time. And so you get up in the morning, generate me a sermon AI on song yeah, of Solomon, whatever you want. Like, don't do that. Uh, preach your sermon faithfully as well as you can with the yep. time that you have, and trust God with the results be willing to share that pulpit. You need the break. And guys, your your people need the break from you too. Yeah, uh, and sometimes, hey, be willing to, to stretch them a little bit. Let them have, if you're a younger guy, let them have an older seasoned guy. Um, yeah. If you're an older guy, get a young guy. You know, Broaden their horizons a bit. Organize those series around scripture, through scripture, Uh, Plan it and plan ahead. And sometimes you need to do that off campus somewhere. Kyle, any other thoughts before we wrap it up? No, it's good. All right. Good thoughts. Uh, Kyle, send us out. All right. Thanks for listening. And until next
1: time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Merry Christmas.
0: What's wrong with you people?